Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so we're still talking about kind of the fallout from Kevin Hart resigning from hosting the Oscars. Almost as quickly as he was named the host of the Oscars, he resigned as host from yep. the Oscars. Uh, and there was a lot of drama in the middle of all of that that we'll get you up to speed uh, on. But there's still a conversation happening, and we got to talk about it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. So just bringing you up to speed, in the middle of last week, it was announced Kevin Hart would be the host of the Oscars. Then uh, a bunch of tweets from his past resurfaced tweets that had come out before he had apologized for uh in in, you know a a few years ago um they resurfaced the internet got a hold of them the internet got angry about them uh and then the academy asked him to once again address them and he addressed them by saying he wouldn't be addressing them with an apology that he had already done that and that he wasn't going to apologize again. And then the Academy said, we need you to apologize for these if you want to, con- if you want to host the Academy Awards. And then he doubled down and said, I'm not doing that. I'm not apologizing. I've already done that. And then soon after, he stepped down as the host. Essentially saying, putting his ego, in, as you said so rightly, kind of put his ego before his, his desire to host the Oscars. So that's where we found ourselves, right? Well, along the line, um, Nick Cannon had been really like an outspoken uh, supporter of Kevin Hart. Yep. And and throughout this whole process was on Kevin Hart's side. And uh, so he went on kind of a Twitter storm over the weekend and started sharing some tweets from other female comedians, including, but not limited to, uh, many comedians that you would be familiar with, like Sarah Silverman, Chelsea Handler, Amy Schumer, who at one time or another had used the uh, F word, the slur F word. Rhymes with maggot. In Starts tweets. Starts with an F. In different tweets. Used against uh, all sorts of people. Exactly. Um, he started with a 2010 tweet from Chelsea Handler in which she used the uh, F word slur. And he then commented, hmm, I wonder if there was any backlash here. And then he posted another 2010 tweet from Sarah Silverman uh, using, again, that same slur. Uh, and then he said, I'm just saying, should I keep going? And then also included a 2012 tweet from Amy Schumer. And then he went on to just say, uh, you know, um, 
I've been, he basically was just saying, you know, if we're going to audit people's tweets, we really should be equal opportunity about this. This does, shouldn't have anything to do with somebody's ability, in other words, to host the Oscars. He's, again, doubling down on the fact that he's on Kevin Hart's side. So that's where we are today. And I, you know, it just occurred to me over the weekend because I got into it. I got into a conversation with a girlfriend about this and she was like, I'm on Kevin Hart's side. He shouldn't have to apologize for this again. And I thought, you know, I think we're all having different conversations about this at the same time. Right. Because I think there is a conversation to be had about the Oscars. The Academy can say, you know, you're we're we're paying money to you to host our show. We'd like for you to apologize for this. Because it reflects on us. I think that's within their rights to do. And if he refuses to do so, then that, you know, that's their agreement. And then what happens happens, right? Yeah. That's one thing. His refusal to apologize for it is a whole different argument as far as I'm concerned. Right? I mean, I come at this um, and I, you know, I've been following this story, obviously, when it happened, because it deals with things. It deals with words that I've been called that a lot of people like me have been called. And so I have particular opinions about it and feelings that are probably, um, you know, a little more emotional. So I realize that sometimes when I have thoughts and opinions about stories like this, that that it comes from a personal place. That said, when it comes to. I think everybody's, and I said this a little bit during our uh, 3 to 12.03 when we played a little bit of the audio, um, one of the pieces of audio connected with this story, that I think people are coming at this story from like their own place. Like People are so quick to jump into this conversation from their own particular point of view. So you have people saying uh, Nick Cannon is being treated unfairly because other people have said these words. Um, you have people uh, who are LGBTQ coming at it from their own perspective because they, you know, have a particular uh, thought and feeling regarding words like this. To me, it's just like, look at the actual story. The actual story is that the Academy asked him to do something. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. And then turned down doing the job that they wanted him to do. Right. That's all. Mm-hmm. Nobody destroyed his career. Nobody kept him from performing at the Oscars. Um, you know, you're going to have people say like a bunch of militant people on Twitter, you know, or policing what people can say. That's a whole separate conversation people can have. And I'm watching people in real time on social media have this very sort of like like I was just reading a whole thing from what's his name? Billy Eichner, you know, he's a mm-hmm. comedian. He's also gay. And he's got this whole like explanation for why one thing is OK and one thing's not OK. And other comedians who've worked with. These people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you guys aren't even nobody's talking to anybody else. And the thing that I worry about is that at the end of the day, um, nobody's everybody's going to walk away with their own opinions and nobody's going to be any smarter about um, the actual situation, meaning the events that actually occurred and also a a broader conversation about speech. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just going to have their own little pet opinions about it, like free speech is under attack. Okay. People, some people think that, or, oh, here's just another example of, you know, gay people getting thrown under the bus or whatever it is, whatever your own particular point of view is. And yet nobody is really having sort of a a conversation about what actually happened, because to me, this is all much ado about nothing. This was a completely self-created experience, self-created by Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. He chose to make this a political uh, thing when he said, I'm not going to apologize 
and I'm not going to do the Academy Awards. Thank you. They didn't fire him. No. They asked, and and frankly, the fact that they asked him to make an apology, I don't even know what they asked him to do. It was presented that they asked him to apologize. Yeah. I don't know what that means or looks like. Well, and that's actually very true because we got, that is information that we heard from Kevin Hart. Yeah. So that was his interpretation of whatever conversation that he had had with the Academy. And notice that what you're not hearing, at least I haven't, heard from the Academy themselves. Yeah. In terms of what they did or did not ask. Um, But I don't want to frame this as like here, you know, somebody lost a job because of their free speech. That's what I think some people want to have an argument about. I don't think you can have that argument fairly because I don't think enough people know what actually happened. But at the end of the day, what we do know is that according to himself, Mm -hmm. that is Kevin Hart, he walked away from the Academy Awards because he didn't want to, quote unquote, apologize for things that he had said in the past. Mm -hmm. So that's all we actually know. And before people get real deep on stuff like this, um, I feel like you have to deal with that. And nobody's really dealing with that. Right. And and to your to your previous point also all of this conversation is all due to choices that were made by one person and that was kevin hart yeah because i because if he would have apologized we wouldn't be talking about this because it, it, it it's this weird thing where when you represent things this way that like he's losing out because of the things that he said and then it turns into like well we've all said uncomfortable things and then everybody's rushing to like dig up stuff on other people and and um, that's that's not even what happened here. But that's where how that's how defensive everybody is about, you know, um, the state of, you know, social media these days. So I think those are, are like there are five different, very valuable conversations mm-hmm. that could happen in this space. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the most important conversation to start with is what actually happened and um you know what ultimately Kevin Hart's behavior says about Kevin Hart's mm-hmm. beliefs about a series of issues, mm-hmm. meaning the way he acted throughout this story indicates to me that he was far more concerned with his own ego than he was actually having a conversation about the actual issues mm-hmm. at hand. Absolutely. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, something is working Bradley's last nerve and it has to do with Christmas (laughs) from one to another. It's okay. We're going to have a little palate cleanser in between. We'll be back and find out what's working Bradley's last nerve after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. Well, something's got Bradley on edge. In fact, it is working his last nerve. It's the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk. One Oh seven one.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, and we got to find out what, pray tell, is working your last nerve. Listen, I'm telling you, you getting on my last nerve. Colleen and Bradley present Working My Last Nerve. You are stepping on my last nerve. What is it, Brad? How you doing over there? Man, you okay? people, just people. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the common denominator. People are working my last nerve. <laughs> Okay, specifically Christmas people. Okay, it's the Christmas people. Stop taking your politics, or I should say, take your politics rather out of my damn Christmas. Get your politics out of Bradley's Christmas. (laughs) And uh, I think you'll probably agree with me, and a lot of people will. But I don't really care if you do or don't, because this segment is called "Your Christmas," and it's your Christmas. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, My my Christmas, which, by Mm -hmm. the way. 
I don't celebrate Christmas other than I put up stuff and I give well, gifts. Do you put up stuff? We'll get to that later. Oh, okay. Anyway, you saw the story, no doubt, about the lady, um, the principal, elementary school principal in Omaha, who's now on administrative leave after asking teachers to not celebrate Christmas in the classrooms. And then there's this whole cavalcade of stories where people are like, she is killing Christmas. But let me tell you the story really quickly, because mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're calling her the unintentional grit Grinch who stole Christmas. She sent out this memo like, you know, like, hey, it's Christmas time. Got to do some reminders. We're not going to do any of the following things. And um, of those things, she's like, no elf on the shelf, no singing carols, no playing Christmas music, no trees in classrooms. You may not use Santa or Christmas items on worksheets. Uh, you can't send scholastic books that are Christmas books. You can't make ornaments as gifts. You can't have any reindeer. Uh, no Christmas videos. But then she also said you can't do candy canes. Do you know why you can't do candy canes? I mean, I know you do because we talked about this. But the reason that you can't do candy canes is because if you turn them upside down, it's a J. And J is for Jesus. What? And apparently some lady wrote a book about how the candy cane is... No, she did not. Okay, here's the thing. She did not specify that part. She truly thought that the candy cane was made to be a J, like the word Jesus. And to take it a step further, she thought the colors of the candy cane represented some things having to do with not even actually the Christmas holiday, but actually rather the Easter holiday. Don't she even get me started. Really got on a the little back asswards, uh, you know, theology of her wrongness. However, that was based on a dumb book that some other idiot lady wrote that had oh nothing. Oh I'm God. sorry, but idiot it's true. Lady. Oh, it's true. Anyway, mm-hmm. But here's the thing. So lest you start sending emails that you're like, you know, we're on Christmas. Just hold on a minute. Because the thing that I think is hilarious about all this, and this is why it's working my last nerve, is the people who are currently complaining about the war on Christmas are the same people that were actually warring Christmas when I was a kid. So rewind to the 1980s and 90s, and there was all of this conversation about... Um, Christmas being the devil's holiday and, you know, Santa was the commercialism of Christmas. The, well, the commercialism of Christmas mm-hmm. and Santa's a devil worshiper and Halloween mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So people have been trying to kill off Christmas since I was a wee little boy. That was a long time ago. I know mm-hmm. it really was. And so my my point is just I don't like if you feel in any way as you move through your day. So profoundly uh, perturbed as to cackle on social media about a war on Christmas. I want you to do me a favor because I think we can all just. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Agree on this. Why don't you take a candy cane? Oh, maybe not because that's too hard. Um, <laughs> what are you going to tell us to do? I'm scared. <laughs> Me too. I want you to take a Christmas cupcake <laughs> or a Christmas cookie. Uh-huh. Or <laughs> what are we doing with it? Shove it in your mouth. Okay. Because oh, I don't want to hear just... your complaints about the war on Christmas. What I'm saying is if you feel like you there's a war on Christmas or you're like reacting to the war on Christmas, uh-huh. like wherever it is, like if you feel like you have to remove Christmas from the classroom, I mean, I mean you do, right? Your kids can't they don't have any Christmas stuff now. No, I mean, I don't know. Like, do they do th- holiday stuff? Do they call it holiday? Because when I was a kid, it was just holiday stuff, right? We had Santa holidays. Yeah, yeah. We had Santa Claus. It was much more of a sort of um, non-religious experience. Yeah, I don't know what the line is, but I don't think like I think they can have candy canes. <laughs> I well. mean, I don't. I don't think reindeer are <laughs> illegal in their. Uh, well, back in the late '80s, early '90s, we had gifts gift exchanges yeah they're going to the elementary nut, they're going to the nutcracker are they I mean, really yeah oh okay yeah i mean like i don't think it's this militant so, like this is kind of <laughs> oh but what i'm saying is like if you have any like militant opinions about christmas just shut it and like let's just enjoy it. if you celebrate christmas great if you don't don't i mean i don't run around like telling people like you must celebrate christmas because we are a many splendored country full of different opinions and authorities. You are like Bradley Rooney. I love it. Mm. Not really. I mean, isn't it just common sense? I agree with you. You are right. Get your politics out of the Christmas. Yeah, just do the Christmas. If you celebrate it, do. If you don't, nobody's going to shove it down your throat. And if they do, well, then we can talk about that. The only thing I want to shove down my throat is some of those delicious Christmas cookies and maybe a candy cane. We've when we got- come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags on My Talk 1071. Oh, hey. It's the Christmas season on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and uh, we are filled with the Christmas joy, the holiday mm. spirit, if you will, but that does not mean that we will not be calling out our favorite celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Mine is just the continuation of a theme, frankly, now oh. that I realize it. Um, my <laughs> douchebag today is the CDC. Yay. The Center for Disease Control. <laughs> yes, those dumb bags. Yes. Those tasked with uh, protecting the American public from disease are on my list. The naughty list. Reach. The one where you get lumps of clo. What? Cold. Thank you. Monday mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and here's why. <clears throat> Officials with the U.S. Centers for Disease Control warn you to say no this holiday season to raw cookie dough. Oh, I hate I hate it when we get this warning. I hate it. Ahead of Christmas, with many people doing the holiday baking, the CDC says, think twice before you reach for a taste of that raw dough. According to the CDC, eating or tasting unbaked products can make you sick. 
Flour and raw eggs especially can contain bacteria that can kill you. Look, nobody's getting out alive, okay? That's life. So oh, I want to yeah, if I'm gonna, and if I'm going to go down, I'm can, going dough down. I'm going face down in, <laughs> in a, a bowl a of cookie, cookie dough. dough. Exactly. Can we, first of all, can I ask you a question? Yes. And I don't care the answer. Wow, great. Well, thank you for being <laughs> upfront and honest about it for once. <laughs> Has anyone ever died eating some cookie dough? That I, not that I know of. Cookie? No. Let's Google this. I'm sure somebody has, and that's why I'm gonna. That's why I said I don't care because the end of the story is you do things every day that increase your risk of death, including but not limited to one of the most dangerous things that you do each and every day, perhaps multiple times a day, and that's get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. That, like, when you choose to get behind the wheel of a car, you are increasing your risk of death by whatever percent, far more than sticking cookie dough in your mouth. So to blatantly warn people, if they're now here's where I'm going to try to be reasonable. If there was a like a uh, epidemic of people getting sick from cookie dough, okay, sure. Then release your thing. What I think they're probably doing, <laughs> release your thing. <laughs> release your thing. What I think they're probably doing is just trying to use this story to get attention for the work that they do. Which I would say, I think it's kind of backfiring, you guys. Like, you know, the diseases. Now you're like the fun police. Yeah, the doo-doo spores on your airplane (laughs) ride are far more likely to kill you. You know, your tray table's got more Mm -hmm. doo-doo spores than your cookie dough does. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's so dumb that people poo-poo these things. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, I just generally speaking get real irritated when anybody tries to tell me that I can't eat cookie dough. I think it's dumb. I've been eating it since I was a kid. I'm still alive. Yeah. T- to tell the tale. Again, were there like an outbreak? I never once have died from it. Yeah. Correct. And if I'm just going to get the trots for a while, I'll t- I'll roll the dice. And, and remember, we I should. Will. You got to know. Here's the hope. Exactly. Here's, well, you can't hold it. That's the problem. <laughs> So here's the other problem I have, and I'm just going to blow this out of proportion a little bit longer. Yes, I said blow it out of proportion. (laughs) All right. What did we just talk about regarding uh, foodborne illness? The romaine lettuce? Yeah, Yeah. the the romaine problem. Trying to take our salad away from us. Yeah, well, that was legit, right? Because there was a problem with romaine, although Mm -hmm. some said that they were like, you know, going way overboard. But hey, health and, you know, being safe, that's, there's an actual problem. I really did enjoy, though, having an excuse to not get the salad for a while. So the the problem... I'm just saying... The problem is you have stories like this where people are like, that is so absurd and I'm going to eat the dumb cookie dough other than like your friend's mom down the street is like, you guys can't have it because yeah. if you get sick on my watch, then I'm going to go to jail. P.S. My friend, my friend's mom down the street is my mom. FYI. Okay. That's Diane. Well, she, Diane, she don't eat that. We can talk cookie. to email or talk via email yeah. later. But mm-hmm. but again, um, you know, there are actual problems. And the thing that I worry about is people see a story like this and be like, "Ugh, I'm not taking that seriously. I'm not taking the romaine seriously. Mm-hmm. And then you have an actual problem. I, I feel like of the things the CDC should be warning against, it's not, you know. Don't eat the right. cookie dough. Right. Should be right. like, hey, everybody, get your flu shots, right? For example. Thank you. I, yeah. well, I mean, I'm, I, could, I, I shan't go on. And wash your hands. But thank you along those lines, Holly. You're welcome. Wash your hands. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like the boy who cried wolf. All right. 
Who's your D-bag? Disney, and it pains me to say Whoa! it. Oh, okay, I don't feel I'm so bad anymore. So this Disney. one, y'all, Watch out. They, they own everything. They're going to get know, you. I know, I know. I should Somebody have said it backwards or something. Cross the street and like, not end up on the other side. Okay, so here's the thing that I read this morning and I said, no, no, Disney, no, you cannot do this. Apparently, Disney is uh, in talks to perhaps produce a Sister Act 3, not starring our friend Whoopi Goldberg, who was in Sister Acts 1 and 2. And this would be exclusively for anyone, fill in the blank, what would it be for? The Disney standalone streaming service. Oh my gosh, how did you know? They want to make a Sister Act 3 that they would exclusively run on their uh, subscription-only streaming service. Oh, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Thank you. Number one, Ooh. I don't I didn't ask for a Sister Act 3, and I certainly don't want it if Whoopi Goldberg doesn't have anything to do with it. Who are they um, tasking with the job of actually performing in it do we know uh let's see they this would be well i I, that i don't know uh they 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 are just this is just the early talks they're gonna go in for a they're going in a different direction for this sister act apparently and whoopi goldberg will not be a part of it but all you need to know is it's not going to be in theaters we will not be seeing it and uh, it will be on the standalone streaming service if it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. No thanks. I oh, don't. crappy day. Oh, Holly, crappy thank day. Thank you. Oh, crappy day. Oh, crappy day. The Pope's going to visit you guys. <laughs> Actually, we could just write it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except it wouldn't Turns be out. the Pope. It would be like no, it would be the Pope. <laughs> They're think? nuns. No, we're yeah, yeah but the that was already I think ours in won't the be first nuns. one, wasn't it? I don't think ours is going to be Sister Act. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna do this, if we're gonna uh-huh. write oh crappy day, like, like we work for like a sanitation department. Yeah, like the Sister Act, the non Sister Act. It's not. It's we're really going rogue on this. I'm just saying. In any case, uh, Disney, you have now secured that the Lindstrom family will not be subscribing to your service. Oh, you probably will. I don't think we will. I really do think my kids are kind of like beyond. Well, that's not entirely Famous true. last words. No, I know. I think we'll probably be better off just buying, like digitally buying any Disney movies that we want to keep and have and love. We would probably save money doing that. Yeah. Rather than like going through a digital streaming service, I, I don't think my kids even watch the Disney Channel anymore. We're kind of beyond those days, even. So, I think we would stick with just buying our our favorite Disney movies and not worrying about the streaming service. Take that; they'll miss us when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay, are you one of those people that refuses? To go along with society when it comes to... No, hear me out. Like, maybe you're not going to get the iPhone. You still Mm. use a flip phone. Or maybe you don't... You never got cable TV. You always used the antenna. I still ride a horse to work. Oh, for example, Bradley rides a horse to work. You refuse to do the update of life. I call you Amish. If you want to brag... That was a jump. 
I no found, iPhone 10 Amish. No, but I have found people who refuse to buy kind of the updated piece of technology. They're very proud of the fact that they haven't done this. Yeah. I ran into a friend who still uses her flip phone okay. and she's so proud of it. And she loves to tell me about it. And it's like, she's trying to like convert me to using a flip phone. So I thought, you know what? Let's just open up the phones and let people brag about their Amish life. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you have refused to update some piece of technology in your life, call us six five one six four one one zero seven one and tell us why your life is better because of it. I really do want to hear about it. Give us a call. My talk one zero seven one. I'm just calling it. Brag about your Amish life. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Have you refused? People don't, but how can they do that? They can't call on the phone if they're Amish. It's hard, right? No, have you refused to upgrade some piece of technology that everybody else has gotten good with? You know, like maybe you still have a tube TV or something like that. I've always found that people who maybe don't upgrade to the latest and greatest are kind of proud of it. And they feel like their life is simpler because of it. And they like to tell you about it. So I wanted to give people the opportunity on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk. Rub it in our faces that they are, you know, not willing to evolve like the rest of humanity. Right. My talk. One Oh seven one should be fun. Streaming live at my talk. One Oh seven one.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. No. So this happened last night. I was at Carboni's uh, in Minneapolis, which I know surprises you guys because I go there. Never. Just kidding. Once a week. Um, anyway, I was there and I ran into a girlfriend of mine and she carries a flip phone, which I've always found a little bit charming. But she always says, like, it's so awesome because I don't have any of the apps on my phone. And she still has to do like the T9 texting. You know, oh, where you have God. to like, she doesn't. Why is that awesome, though? She loves it. And she why? always tells does us she about tell it. You, and also, does she have anything to compare it to? No, because she still carries a flip yeah, phone. Exactly. Okay. So she, yeah. she was out with her daughter and I and she was like, Oh, we just went to the nutcracker. We had a lovely time. And I was like, Oh, I should take a picture of you guys. This is so sweet. Like you're having a memory. And she was like, Oh, thanks. That would be awesome. And she opens her purse and she takes out her camera, like her actual digital camera, and wow. hands it to me. And I'm like, Oh, Christina, that's hilarious. I forgot you have to carry an actual camera because your flip phone doesn't have a camera. So then I, and I forgot how to use a digital camera. That's, I mean, that's a sad moment. Anyway, I thought we got to give people the opportunity. So let's go to Ruby because Ruby's on the line. Hey, Ruby, brag about your Amish life. What, uh, what, what is the technology thing that you haven't upgraded? A vacuum. I, it's very timely for me. You're, I'm driving back from the vacuum store right now. No kidding. Yeah. I have a St. Bernard. I cannot use the vacuum that doesn't have a bag because it's gross trying to dump out all that hair and dust. Yeah. And you can't find them very many places at all. Big box stores, forget it. Right, oh, so like everything is bagless these days, right? Yes. And isn't that gross? I, you know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I have, aller- I have allergies. And the bagless vacuums are, they're a pain. I don't understand to empty them. It just, it's like a puff of dust all over the place. Right. Exactly. And then you have to vacuum That's it up. That's why I won't do it, Colleen. I, I like, won't do it. Ruby, I like your Amishness. Thank you very much. I do too. <laughs> Thanks, Ruby. She, she, does, she hasn't upgraded yeah. to the bagless vacuum. I think we vacuum. have a bag vacuum. I didn't realize that was like a thing. It's, it is Apparently really. We're behind the trend. There you go. That's your Amish lifestyle. Let's go to Kelly. 
Hey, Kelly. Kelly, brag about your Amish life. What's the thing you, you never upgraded? I'm calling you on my Nokia flip phone. I love this. Wow. So do you I still do. have to do the T9 texting? I don't even text on it because I can't figure it out. Well, what the heck? How do you keep in touch with people? I don't. The only time I turn it on is when I leave the house if I'm not with my family. So I don't want to be available 24-7 for everybody. So, you, like, your kids, well, I'm assuming you have kids, but yep. your close yep. family and that's members. that's the only reason I got the flip phone was because we had an emergency one year with my son at school. So when they want to get a hold of you, they're actually dialing numbers and calling you and talking to you with their voice? Yep, exactly. Oh, my God. They must and my brag teased. about it is I only pay $10 a year to fill it up. Wow. That's that's amazing. <laughs> it is kind of amazing, Kelly. Yeah. That's... I do use my husband's to text my friends sometimes, but mm-hmm. only if I'm with him. <laughs> Does he like, is his paid through work or something? Okay, no, she's, she's gone. gone. I was going to say That's this so is funny. what I love though is like and inevitably they're going to use they're going to be using it somehow because I have a friend who she's not on Instagram and Facebook or any social media but she uses her husband's all the time. And I'm like, but you that means you are. Right. Yeah. So there's a workaround. Yeah. Let's go to Kim. Hi Kim, what's uh let, we're going to let you brag about your Amish lifestyle. What's the thing you've never upgraded? Okay, well, I'm embarrassed to say it. I have one television, and it's about 23 years old. It's about three feet deep, probably weighs 100 pounds. Wow. So not a big television-watching family, or you just watch it old school? (laughs) Old school, all the way. Pennies of use. Do you have, like, Netflix or anything? Well, it doesn't connect, you know, so not (laughs) really. Do you still use, like, the rabbit ears? Like, what do you, I mean? Well, you might have to sit at your laptop. You know, and watch a movie. So you're still watching Netflix, just not on a big screen. Now, is it because somebody is a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, frugal, frugal in, in the family? or Maybe. I might be frugal. It still works. And now it almost feels like a point of con- like a point of pride that you have not done this for so long? Well, it does, and I can't picture carrying it outside of the house. I was just going to say, somebody. it sounds like it might be a little too heavy to carry. It's like a refrigerator. <laughs> That's hilarious. Thanks for your call, Kim. I love that. Uh, let's go to Richard. Richard, Richard, what have you refused to upgrade? Brag about your Amish life. Hi, Richard. Well, Richard's uh, I like printed materials, books, magazines, newspapers. Oh, so you don't do the e- e-reader or anything? No, I can't focus on it. For some reason, Like I can't comprehend or focus on what I'm reading if it's on that screen, I guess. Well, there's just something nice about flipping actual paper pages, right? Yeah, it's calming, too, I think, yeah. you know? I like that. I do that with writing. Like, I like being able to write on a pad of paper. I just like the feeling mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, I yep. get No I typing. Get I agree. Thank you, Richard. You know, I will say that I I go back and forth with reading material. I can't, I, I don't mind reading I don't mind reading on a Kindle. You mind read on a I Kindle? Do, yep. I don't I don't mind reading on a Kindle. Yeah. And I don't mind reading out of a book. Yeah. I can go back and forth. I do mind I don't like I, I I do mind reading on a screen. So yeah. I would not re- read a book on a computer. That would yeah. bother me. I would say for people who say um people who are avid readers who say I'll never use an e-reader, you really should try a Kindle because um and and not like the app on a phone or right. on an iPad, but like the actual Kindles. 
that have like the, you know, the reading, the technology, the, the paper technology, whatever yep. you call it. Yep. Let's go to Daniel. Hi, Daniel. What have you refused to upgrade? Brag about your Amish life. It's my JVC 1981 video recorder. Like your VCR? My VCR I bought it in 1981. Oh, my gosh. It cost about 550 and um, have used it since then. Never one problem, never one repair. Are you serious? It works great. And it wow. still works? That's insane. It still works great. Never I- one problem. It's a real classic. It's the one with the, the red, blue, and yellow buttons in yes. front. I'll send... I'll email a picture of it to you. I love that. And do you do you still like set the timer to record your stories on no, TV? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I have Direct TV and DVR does all that, but it's good for when family comes at holidays and you can look at the old videotapes of your forty-year-old kids when oh they were gosh. babies. That is crazy, Daniel. That thing is probably worth some money now. It could be. I'm just missing one little part, one little cover on the front. Oh, but, no. uh, I'm very proud of it. That's my Amish brag. I love it. Thank you, Daniel. Good job. See, did I tell you people love if they live an Amish lifestyle? I don't know that one, I, you could say they're living an Amish but lifestyle. In that one but yes. area, they, in, they have sort of that the, a pride about not upgrading something. Yeah. They love to tell you about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because. There's a sense of pride, like Kelly with her flip phone and the fact that she only pays $10 a month. It is very exciting and that she doesn't text unless she's using her husband's phone. Yeah. So basically she does, but she exactly. doesn't want to do it herself. But you have to push That's to get to that That just reminds me of my dad. He was totally that person like, I'm never going to do X, Y, and Z. I, I think I told you about my grandfather who wouldn't buy a DVD player until they were done. Yeah. Meaning, Good luck he was going to wait till they were done developing them, and then he would buy a DVD player. Right. By the time he bought a DVD player, we were on to DVRs. Yeah. And then he was going to wait till they were done with those. Then he passed away. Oh, God. I'm, well, it's true. I'm sorry. Jeez. That's the sad end of way the story. End the segment. Oh, well, we had to go. When we come back, what's your biggest holiday pet peeve? Everything. When we watch Frosty the Snowman, he roots for the sun. <laughs> Excuse me, but the sun is essential for all life on Earth. Frosty is merely a bit of frozen supernatural ephemera and a stolen hat. A crime, by the way, for which he is never brought to account. Entertainment. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a 7-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.